You're listening to the podcast for grain merchandisers by grain merchandisers. Join us in our good humored attempt to serve as a voice of reason in an industry fraught with misconceptions and half truths. And now, from deep in America's heartland, this is the Elevator's Cut. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Elevator's Cut. I'm Jason. I'm Roger. And we are your hosts throughout this next half hour-ish of programming. And uh, I would be remiss not to mention our sponsor uh, for this episode. We, uh, we're we really gaining steam here on Absolutely. The Elevator's Cut. And Roger dressed up today <clears throat> so that you guys would be impressed. My jacket's on the back of that chair over there. Yeah, so we're we're really taking the next step, uh, and we've we've uh, we've got a sponsor this episode, um, and it is QBFS QBFS quotes in a box from space. When you just need a box with numbers flashing to know what's going on, QBFS. When. You don't really like using a mouse and a keyboard, QBFS. <laughs> when you're in love with the good old days of MS-DOS, quotes in a box from space. When you don't know how to use the internet to get a radar map, <laughs> QBFS. We're going to have to give them their money back because we can't stop laughing. No, no, they said we reads. wrote this in the contract. <laughs> okay, good. Self-effacing comedy. Randy's always ahead of the curve on that sort of thing, so it's good that we... You we, know, yeah. it's you know, it's, it's not like at elevators we don't have a ginormous antenna out there already that needs a 1980s Echo Star dish mounted on top. But free internet, though. You get free internet from, from the satellites on the top of the elevator leg. <laughs> hey, um... But I guess to make up for us laughing, we we went over on the amount of seconds we talked about them. So that's good. Yeah, we good, should good, get good. A, I think we'll get a bonus from it. Absolutely. So let's get into today's actual uh, focus of today's podcast, the basis traders rules. There's a set of 11 rules uh, put together by some uh, very sharp basis traders that Roger and I have a great deal of respect for. Um and uh, anyways, so what we're looking at here is a giant poster that you usually keep in your office and on it is superimposed, if you will, through the magic of modern printing technology, <clears throat> a picture at the top and a list of things below it. And <laughs> the intention today is to go through this list. Correct. Yes. Roger painted you a fantastic word picture there. We learned that last so week. So you feel like if you feel like you're here... You know, that's no accident. Um, <laughs> anyways, so our, our first rule, let's, let's get into it uh, of, for basis traders, is we are in the grain business and we are basis traders. This is what we are. This seems like a no-brainer, right? But this, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is our business. And the reason it's number one is because it's the most important. Well, I think there's a lot of distractions in this business and people like to get away from what they're really out there to do. And you're out there to trade grain, not to, you know, argue with people on Twitter about convergence or, you know, price movement or 
droughts in, you know, Brazil or anything like that. I mean, <clears throat> in the end, we got to do it. And and we're basis traders, which, of course, you know, basis trader rules. But um, we're basis traders, and that's how we make our money. We don't make our money from trying to get a bunch of fees necessarily or anything. I mean, our priority should be let's trade basis Correct. and make our money that way. So, All right. Number two on the list, futures are used only to fix the basis on a grain transaction and future spreads are used only to connect purchases to sales or sales to purchases. Again, this seems very elementary, but this this number two point here really uh, gets gets lost out there in a broader, wider world sometimes. Yeah. Again, we've said we've said it before. <clears throat> we are purists, and we try to keep things simple and straightforward. That's the point of these rules. That's the point of a lot of what we do. But the futures and spreads are not something to get fancy with and, hey, uh, hedging points and let's try to do this with them and then try to do a bunch of uh, fancy types of things with our, with our hedging. Um, it's, hey, you, it's, it's like a screwdriver, man. I just, I just got to use it to, to accomplish my, my goal is to trade basis. To do that, I got to use futures. It's just a tool. It's not something to get overly enamored with. You finished your screwdriver thought. What? Well, what about a screwdriver? As a screwdriver it helps you, you know, put that IKEA table together. It's not. <laughs> I, I, can, can I offer one up? Yeah. People don't want drills. People want holes in things. There you go. Unless you have an affinity for drills and you're weird. Barring that, you want the hole, not the drill. Here, I want basis fixed. I don't want futures. They just happen to be there. And as brokers, it seems odd because we would like to think we live in a world where we could recommend futures for everything. Buy and sell, that's good for us, right? But that has no place in our world. And um, that's a firm uh, footing that we stand on. Yeah. And a lot in most of the grain business, you see spreads used as a roll from month to month. And uh, whereas this perfect illustration, it's Spreads are just to connect purchases and sales. If you've got a purchase at harvest that you know you're carrying to the summertime, you don't need DSmarch. You need you need to go a little farther out. You need to connect that purchase and sale because until it's at, until it's versus the same month, you have you have spread risk. Right. And um, the futures market and whether we're talking spreads or hedges is is only a tool for basis traders to get a basis, but also to remove price risk from their business, and that includes spread risk. Uh, so a basis trader is focused on that and taking risk off the table and margins off the table when they become available. So very important. Very uh, A lot very of opinions on spreads out there. We have opinions on spreads. On as far as, as you know, seasonality and when to set and how much and all that. But as far as their, 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 their opinion is always to the prime meaning here of how you're going to use it. That you are going to use it. That's effectively, right. you put it on because you are going to use it or you intend to use it, not because you think it's a good thing to do and you'll take it off later and repeat. All right. All right. Basis trader rule number three. Basis ultimately follows the market structure. Thus, we must develop the skills to trade the basis curve both up and down. There we go. This is a subtle... Uh, 
but almost, you know, I, I wanted to say subtle, but obvious. That's not even... I'll allow it. That doesn't even make sense, I don't think. In, in my mind, it's, okay. it's great. Well, good. Well, that's kind of how I feel about this. But, no, um, <clears throat> basis follows the spreads in the market. We have carries. Basis tends to to improve. We have inversions. Basis eventually will follow those inversions down. Uh, so it's it's a great roadmap to, to basis traders to see the anticipation of, of um, how the basis curve will develop throughout the year. Um, so a basis trader understands that, follows those cues, trades it up and down. What does it mean by that, Roger? Sure. So you buy low, sell high. Since we don't care what price is at, we don't care where futures are at, we do care where basis is at. And if you look at a basis chart, now a little something about basis charts. If you see a basis chart without any futures reference points on it, throw it in the garbage. It doesn't make any sense. You mean no spreads? No spreads, yeah. yeah. When there's just a line, if you go to some conference and there's someone shows a basis chart and then there's no futures on it, but it's a basis over obviously multiple futures months, just just get up and leave the room because it's you're not hearing anything good in there. It's a, that's exactly right. Academics love that. They say, here's the basis. You see how much the basis uh, changes in this thing and then, I mean, they'll put multiple years on one chart and say hey basis goes from anywhere from a dollar under to three dollars over and all this stuff well yeah it, it, it was three dollars over one time there's a big spike because we went from even july to three dollars over sep and there was a three dollar inverse Correct. well it went sideways yeah, actually but your chart that. shows this massive spike um anyways that's uh it Without without spreads, you can't have a good reference for for basis. Sure, that's absolutely right. But but with spreads, it paints a little picture. So this whole buy low, sell high, or sell high, buy low, because you can do either one first. You know, you're gonna do whatever the market tells you to do. The easy one, long the basis, you buy it at harvest. That's typically the low of the year due to spreads and just grain movement. You're gonna sell it later. You know, basis follows up. There's a pop in the basis after harvest every year. And then you get into the inverted market, say, like we used to have in beans four or five years ago, when there's inversions from, you know, summer months on to new crop, basis is going to eventually fall off. And as Jason said, you know, it might be $3 over, but maybe there's a $3 inversion. So it's basis really didn't move much, right. if anything. So, but eventually we know basis is going to follow down, follow the spreads down. And, you know, the whole thing is being cognizant of that and knowing that you can trade both of those scenarios and there's time to do it. You trade long the basis, owned bushels one way, and you trade short the basis, say, DP bushels another way. Right. So we come to point number four on the basis trader's rules, and that reads, space and services have value. We must not give away control of our space, services, or margins to others. And that, that's really the way, those things are how you make money in the grain business. And to give them away is folly, but all too often, we see that out there, year in and year out, in the name of customer service, competitiveness, whatever it is. People, especially their space, they give away the value of their space. Wait, and space and services are interrelated. There's no separating them, really. Right. <clears throat> we see, and a lot of people give away. Uh, you know, I guess maybe comes across like for free, but oftentimes it's for a very small amount and and that's in the form of 
like we see out west, people competing on how cheap their storage is. Oh, we're only one and three quarters of a cent a month. You know, we should advertise that. How how great? Well, you know, your your space is worth fifty seven cents in this market uh, for for the three months after harvest. <laughs> Uh, given it's not something to be proud of. And I think it also gives a cue to the producer, your customer who maybe wanted, wanted, you know, do business with you and help you gives them the cue that, Hey, they really, they're really pushing this storage stuff. Mm -hmm. We should do Well, it's, it's giving away your space or almost completely given away. You're getting one and three quarter cents, but a month, but, um, that's what we see. And, and like Roger said, it, it gives away the control of your space too. Cause once you, once it's on there, now you're full. Now you can't do, um, you know, you can't service the rest of your customers that may actually um, want to sell you grain and give you that opportunity. You can't service them if, if you're doing warehouse storage. And even if you're doing delay price, a lot of people think, oh, that gives me the ability to move it. Well, legally, it gives you the logistic ability to move it, sure, and sell it. That's great. But you sell that stuff at harvest time. You can also legally file bankruptcy in a, in a short <laughs> amount of time because because um, that that doesn't work. That's selling the worst basis of the year and then buying it la later after it improves. You know the the and I think it's just a, a genuine and this might come off as smarmy, but it comes off as a genuine. We want to we want to help our customers. We want to provide perceived value to the customers. But this isn't really it. This gives two false signals. One is. Hey, I'm rewarding this certain behavior, but it's really at my expense. But a lot of times it's at the producer's expense because now he's he's not acting in his best interest because uh the penalty isn't isn't say penalty, the cost isn't very much. So I can I can delay this pricing decision a long time and it not hurt me too bad. Even though in reality it really hurts because your costs are still compounding, even if they're smaller and you're and you're not being a proactive seller and all these things. So uh giving away stuff. Man, I mean, we give away hats like crazy in this industry, right? And just unfortunately, sometimes we give away our bin space and our margins as well. Yeah, this is, and this goes back to the the purity of it. We are here to make money off of basis trading. That's the market's return to people who have space and are filling that need in our marketplace, which is the need of the physical grain has to be somewhere after harvest is over until it's needed by the marketplace. Uh, the market rewards that with basis and spreads, um, rewards people who will do that. You trying to, to make money in other ways are like fees off of, off of your farm customers is uh, one. It's not, it's, it's a zero sum game. You're taking money from them that it, it's not the way the market wants to reward you. And it's not as, lucrative to you and it's worse for the for the producer because now they're paying fees to you for you to make your money rather than you generating margin from the marketplace which is why we're basis traders right this basis traders rules we should make our money off basis not not build our businesses around fees but sure i don't want to sure. over overdo that so number five basis trader rules uh Basis traders deal with all customers, buyers and sellers in a manner that is fair for everyone involved. This gets very contentious and opinionated sometimes uh, on both sides of the bushel. I, I think attributed large in part to, to 
an unwillingness to put your foot in the other person's shoes or maybe you've genuinely been wronged again on either side but if you can do this right and if you're a purist you're going to be able to to figure out a way because it's not complicated to be fair you're price neutral that in and of itself is a huge burden lifted off your shoulders right yeah and i think a, a big part of this one is just the simple understanding that our customers are also the buyers and so and so like um a lot of people want to they look you ask a grain elevator who's your customer i said well my farmers you know i got this guy this guy this guy these are my biggest customers these are my best customers and they're they're all farmers and that's true uh they are your customers but so are your buyers and um and treating them with respect and trying to service them and take care of them i mean ask any other business who their customers are well it's the the people that buy stuff from mm-hmm. us. Well, <clears throat> hello, grain elevator business. It's the people that buy stuff from us are our customers as well. And you need to take care of those guys and um, and treat them with the respect. I remember years ago, uh, Roger and I do a lot of workshops, of course, with our job, all sorts of people. And uh, we had the main buyer for one of the largest um, feeding operations in the country, I'll say, uh, at our meeting. And we went through how basis trading works and how it should work and, and covered some of this, this stuff. And uh, afterwards, he was blown away. He said, I never thought of myself as work as, you know, a customer relationship with, with elevators. I just thought it was we're trying to cut each other out and, and it's real contentious and we're real competitors. But really, I mean, he was trying to feed animals and... Uh, he needs to buy it as cheap as he can and get a consistent product and and all that and, and an elevator can do that. So making sure your buyers understand they're your customers and treating them like that uh, is is very important. A lot of people get get picky with their you know, buyers because of some <clears throat> grading thing or because of you know they lose customers. Customers get bigger and try to go around you straight to them and and uh, it, you know you, treating people. As, as a genuine customer that you're trying to take care of uh, goes a long way. And, and like I said, if we're truly trading basis, we can buy corn for $5 from a farmer, sell it for $3 to a user, and we'll make our basis margin if we, if we take care of, our, of the basis side and still provide some great things sure. for those guys. And you know, the, the seller, if nothing else, wouldn't you like to be at the top of your buyer's list when he's in a, in a pinch and needs some help and you can help him and be rewarded for it? I mean, in many markets and countries, that's the name of the game. Now, I know some markets, it, it, it may not be that much you know, when you get outside the deficit areas, but still, it's huge. We make we take pains to go and see our farmers where we should and, and see meet them on their turf and talk to them about their marketing. How many of you out there go and actively see the people you sell to? and go talk to them. I mean, we know how this business is. We're on the phone all the time. It might be years before you meet someone. You know, when I was when I was down southeast Kansas, I was dealing with a guy down at Catoosa for a, a solid year, and I talked to him on the phone, and I had this vision of what he looked like. And he was, without a doubt, the twin brother of Wilford Brimley. And then he comes bebopping in the elevator office one day. He says, hello, Roger. You know, I'm Raymond. You know, it's nice to meet you. And, I'll I'll be damned if he didn't look like Super Mario. It was just not what I expected. I love the man. He's great, you know, but it was very good. Anyway, that terrible story is just to say, go see these people. Go see them. Yeah. So point number six 
on the basis traders rules. Have a plan with self-imposed limits. That's uh, that's big. We really learned this as an industry, of course, in 2008. A lot of people having financial issues um, as the as the market rolled up, and and there were not these self-imposed limits. Everybody just relied on their bank to tell them when they were at at their limits, and the banks didn't know because this had been a pretty stable industry lending wise uh, in, until that point, and um, and and people got off the rails. This is about putting up guard your guardrails and making sure they're on the right side of the ditch. Really? Yeah. And and to to hammer on that a little more, what what does that mean self-imposed limits? Well, for one case, it, you know, position management. Uh futures balance if you will. And what I mean by that is if you've got again, going back to 08, if you were going into the spring and summer of 08 or any year where there's a big rally and you're forward contracting, you're buying a bunch, you've got a big short futures position on. And, you know, you want to be along the basis of those harvest bushels for some point because you want to make sales afterwards and take advantage of the carry and the basis pop and all that stuff. You you know, there were some pretty substantial margin calls every day in the summer of 08. I mean, it was sickening stuff. And so futures balance would have been being cognizant that maybe I do need to make some sales that I can price. You know, if you make sales to someone that's not going to change futures to delivery, though, that doesn't really help you in that position. But being cognizant of how you can either lay off futures to someone else, which a lot of buyers really weren't wanting to do when we got in the heat of it, but ahead of time they were. Or a cross-commodity, cross you know, you got a big long corn position, maybe there's a good chance to sell some beans deferred and price it out. Anyway, you know, you're trying to balance your longs and your shorts in some degree on your futures. Um, cash position can be the same way. You know, you're you're trying to find a balance in your overall position so you're not maxing things out. Yeah, and, and self-imposed, I mean, is if anybody's ever tried to get pre-approved for a house, uh, a mortgage, they you say, oh, how much can you afford? Oh, you can afford to spend this much a month. And you think, nope, I'll, I cannot spend that much money on my house payment. You know, the banks will tell you you can afford a lot more than maybe you're comfortable with. Um, so getting having as big a credit line is as you can is great, but knowing what you're comfortable with having out at any given time is important and uh putting some real numbers on not just saying in general i need to if i get too much yeah. uh, you know put a real number on it i'm not allowed to have any more than this many bushels long the basis or short the basis right. and i got to make a sale and what that'll do is you'll see yourself coming up on it and say uh i'm gonna have to make a sale i better back my basis off right because i will lose money if i have to sell all this position right now and so it, it does instill some good practices we've seen you'll become sure. a better trader when you when you do that Overall, yeah. I think better basis trader. Yeah, that's right. All right, we're uh, about halfway through the the basis trader rules this time, so now we need to take a quick break for our sponsor. Again, this uh, this episode is QBFS that's quotes in a box from space. Yes, of course. If you have a large area on your counter that doesn't need to be used for a couple decades, QBFS. If you prefer a slanted arrow keyboard as opposed to a nice flat surface for to push buttons, quotes in a box from space. If you'd rather not have to type ag news into Google box, QBFS. If you still regularly use a fax machine, quotes in a box from space. 
And we're back. And we're back. All right. So uh, moving right along here on the basis traders rules, we're to number seven. Cash is king. Protect and grow working capital. And this is this is just good, good business uh, business sense. But we see this time to time with with elevators we work with. Um, you you make money. You add to the working capital. Things are going well. And as you do in your personal life, you don't want to go into debt. Yeah. You spend your money uh, once you've earned it, and um, and go on. So what, what we see happen is what we see happen is is guys will hey I made five hundred thousand dollars this year. This is great. I'm gonna put up a, a new bin over here, you know, small bin. Well now I have maybe I use some other working capital too, and now I have less working capital than I than when I started. More space, which means I have it takes more money to fill it up Inventory. and. And uh, and the bank says your uh, operating line. We need to cut it a little bit because you don't have working capital. And and you know it's and it, it just stems from uh, sometimes folks that you know maybe they're they're new into basis trading. They've been in business a while, but new to basis trading and just they they followed the rules and they're making good margins and they're like oh, I got all this money. I've been wanting to upgrade for a long time. Let's do it. I can do it now. You know, like you said, you you don't want to burn burn through your working capital because it directly impacts everything else down the line. Right. You know, long-term debt is not a dirty phrase. Right. And, you know, and it, you know, I gave the example of, of adding a new bin. Well, that's something you can come back and has value. And if you do that, you can go and, and uh, get a loan on it and everything. But a lot of times that's not what people do. People don't mm -hmm. do things with their working capital that add a lot of value where they can borrow money on it later. They like, Hey, let's, Add a room to the office and, you let's know, let's... upgrade the wood paneling from 1972. <laughs> you know, the other thing, you could almost say cash flow is king. And, and the other way to look at this is also with, with your grain, you know. Uh, and especially like an environment like this year where you've got you know, good, normal, quote-unquote, carries in corn. You've got phenomenal carries in beans. You know, granted, you get ownership. Should you carry both of those out of harvest for a long period? No, <laughs> no is the answer. Why? Well, cash flow. You probably got to pay some people in January. There's, there's, that probably is going to happen because it's happened every other year. You need to get some sales on, you know, and, and think about, you know, for every bushel of beans I sell, I can hold three bushels of corn or two and a half, whatever the magic ratio is right now. So it, it applies not just to your CapEx type things, but just grain, what you're going to do, what you're going to carry, what you're going to sell, things like that. And having that in mind, because it's, you know, it's, very important. It, if you want to merchandise the way you want to merchandise, both things have to be accounted for. So, point number eight, basis traders rules. Have a clear understanding of the numbers. That includes financials and accounting, positions and exposure, and the mechanics of basis trading. That is, uh, that's pretty detailed and uh, self-explanatory. But, yeah, very important. And this important. stems from both education and then routines and processes. You know, a lot of people may be very good basis traders, but their, their routines are terrible because they've got it all in their head. No one else in the elevator office knows what's going on or is able to step in if they're out and all these other things, you know. So, um, and that's a delegation issue in a lot of instances. 
Yeah, it speaks to having a good team and having them trained right and understanding everybody's strengths and weaknesses because all of those things are not going to be a strength for the same person uh, usually. Um, now, a manager or an owner of a, of a business needs to have a general understanding of the goals of each of those things, but um, but on a day-to-day basis, uh, you need to have your strongest person taking care of each of those those tasks. And um, anyways, very important. And you know, this is basis traders rules, but point A, they're the financials and accounting. You better know how to communicate clearly what's going on mechanically, merchandising to your accountant. Because they're, they're, sure. we come across that a lot. And Jeff Reardon has to deal with that a lot because it's, it's two different languages. And, you know, the whole mark-to-market process and, uh, you know, everybody on the team, not just the basis trader, but you know, probably, like Jason said, the rest of the team better have a good understanding of what's going on. For sure. Number nine, rid our minds of market noise and other distractions that are counterproductive to the mission so in parentheses, see rule number one. Our mission, of course, is to be basis traders. Um, there's a lot of noise, and, and Roger and I have talked about this ad, ad nauseum in other podcasts and today about the importance of focusing on what's important, and that's trading basis. It's not a bunch of noise and emails and, you know, uh, no no disrespect to our sponsor, but, you know, a lot of a lot of the information you get is rough at times and it serves no purpose to your business it's filler people feel like they need filler and so there's plenty of filler out there but you 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 travel lighter without it that's probably all we should say about it number 10 get involved and network with other disciplined basis traders this is what we do absolutely and uh you know twitter uh, of late is really brought together a lot of, I think, different tribes at time because anybody comments and you get people that aren't really from the same same uh, area uh, or same discipline. But um, that's okay. It, it adds value. But, you know, yeah, like Roger said, that's what white commercial is. We're a, we're a network of over 250 companies that are grain elevators across North America. And that's what we, we love getting together with them. We want to, you know, get together with with all sorts of basis traders and and uh, and talk, and um, we do that multiple times a year. Many many meetings we do. Um, Peer to peer learning is incredible. It's it's probably the best learning tool out there there is because you're talking to people experience who are doing it. Right, and white commercial is a testament to basically gathering that information from our customers and redistributing it redistributing it to the rest of them. Yeah. And that's really the power of what we do uh, and has just really transformed people and uh, brought, I mean, two heads are better than one, you know, bringing, bringing ideas sure. to the table. This business could be a lonely business. I mean, uh, it could be uh, be out there all alone in your corner of the world, but uh, you got to connect. You got to get out there and talk with like-minded people and see what works and what doesn't. It's huge. That's right. And finally, the last rule, um, this was... Uh, added by by none other than than the man himself, Don White. Uh, at the end, he said, "Yeah, it's in marker there on the bottom." That's of the right. Poster. He said, "Selling is everything," and that's got an exclamation point because, and that's what he he always said. Nothing happens until something is sold. I mean that that was that was dyed in the wool from the get go. 
you got to identify your opportunities, know when to sell. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, it, I, I guess a lot of this stuff encompasses, encompasses that if you got a good plan, you got good limits, you know, where you need to be, you're going to be, um, you know how to capture opportunity and you know that you're a basis trader and that's your goal. Your, your main task as a merchandiser is to understand when to carry grain, when to carry money and, and identify using spreads in the market and, and other cues to know, Hey, this is when we need to have our sales structured. We need to make a few big sales a year, um, that are at good levels. And, and, uh, if we do that, we can, Sure. It helps us in all the other areas if you got good sales on. Yeah. Good sales is it's huge. Farmers are going to sell when they're going to sell. You have very limited influence over that. You have no influence over spreads other than take them when they're available. Selling, I'm not saying you can dictate your, your bid to a buyer, but if you know your grain values and your market, you have a lot of control over that. You manage that. You can sell when you want to when they get to the levels you like. That's right. Because they're good levels. And it get, can get you out of the spot market, which is where spot the market made. mongrels. You don't want to be one of those. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up the basis traders' rules. Yeah. All right. You you are correct. That wraps us up for the for the rules. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, uh, QBFS quotes in a box from space. Hey, if the government's gonna use satellites to spy on us. We may as well get real-time quotes. You know, you, you, if you, personal experience, if you have a quotes in a box from Spacebox in your office next to the coffee pot, you will have so many producers in there. It's not even funny. You will be the meeting place, whether it's, you want to be or not. Sometimes you get overwhelmed by producers, especially when the market's down and things are, things are going bad. You need something on your desk that's shooting in satellite signals with with market information that can make them happier, uh, see perspectives that, hey, maybe that dot of rain is coming our way, or maybe um, this guy says that price is going up because the year ends in the number eight, and that happens a lot, sure. stuff like that. And so they can read that. They're not in your office saying, Hey, you know, give me an extra couple cents because I'm dying out here with my 82 cents from the Trump administration on my beans. The, uh, you know, and for a small upgrade of, I think it's two twenty nine ninety nine a month on top of the 4000 you spend already to get, again, real-time quotes. Very valuable. They're from space. And from space. Uh, you can have a dot matrix printout to track all of the information on there that you need to track, that you can put in a three-ring binder, which is complimentary. Yeah, and you you know how fun it is to to peel those things off the side of the paper? Golly. It's incredible. You take them home in a box and let your kids play with it? It's like Christmas every day end. Get some new puppies. They need something on the bottom of the cage. Hey, Easter's coming around the corner. You need something to put in the bottom of your duck box. Anyways, guys, as you can see, we like to sell you the benefits, uh, not not just the features of the amazing QBFS system. So if you're in need, uh, you haven't learned how to work that tricky Google thing and those series and 
Amazon Echoes and and uh, other you know NSA devices to record you. Don't worry, yeah. they can shoot beams from the outer space into a large box like thing with green lights on your desk. It's it's uh, Randy is going to field all the calls from you guys for this, you know. So uh, he's got all the answers, and if he doesn't, he'll make something up. Uh, quote to the box from space. Check them out. They're a hot new thing, and uh, just enjoy it. Dig in. Dig in. That's right. And uh, for free delivery and setup, uh, please remember the code Elevators Cut. That'll help us out. It'll help you out. Uh, it'll be great. A, a large guy will just put his forearm on your counter and sweep off a large area. <laughs> And it just just makes sure. <laughs> there, there's nothing else to say. That that ends it. Quotes in a box from space. I love it. Jason loves it. Randy would love it if he knew how to work it. It's great. All right. We appreciate everybody listening again. And <clears throat> thanks again to our sponsor. And have see a, you next time. Have a lovely day. We'll see you next time for... For Roger, I'm Jason. And for Jason, I'm Roger. And for Randy, we're out. We're out.